How y'all doing? Back at it again for same No Ideas Original Sports. I'm here with Kareem and Theo. What y'all been up to? Just chilling, watching uh, as much as as much as I can in terms of sports. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here, man. How you guys doing? Oh man, I'm good. I'm good, man. Enjoy, enjoying these games and stuff, man. Big weekend of games. So look, looking at it, man, let's see, man, we had a big weekend of football this, this week, and we start off going through some of these games or something, what we think and these predictions, man. I was saying, I watched the book. So far, to me, at least, most of these games seem to be really competitive. You know, you have a couple of ones that they, you got a little uncompetitive at the end, but, like, um, one of the ones I thought was one of the better ones was the Buffalo Bills and the Colts. You guys got a chance to see that? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, I'm not really surprised by the outcome. Um, I thought the Bills going into that game would, would win. I like the way the Bills performed all season long. I had them as like one of my sleeper teams. So, but I, like you said, I thought it was a good game. The Colts. I think uh, we spoke on it offline, but I think the Colts should run it back. Um, but uh, what's the guy from used to play with the? The charges as the QB. Oh, Rivers? Oh, uh, yeah, Rivers. So I think they should run it back with Rivers. Um, I know he's getting up there in age, but they they put up a good a, a good game against against Buffalo. So the Colts had that game. They could have won that game. This field goal, you know, uh, overthrown pass in end zone by Rivers. Um. Colts are a friendly team. Their team could be up by 20 more points and bowl the lead. They could be down by 20 more points to come back and tie the game. Uh, but it came down to uh, Rivers, you know, I guess, making those two plays, making a, a pass here and there for the Colts. You know, couldn't do it. So, uh, I guess the Bills, the Bills prevailed, so to speak. What did you think of them going for it on the, on the fourth down and, like, the set, the beginning of the first quarter, the second quarter, whatever it was? I mean, I don't think, pers- I think that was, like, one of those times where they took the field goal off the board. Well, I just didn't understand that going going forward at that point. It was like at the beginning of the game, I think they were down by three or something like that. I didn't get that one. Yeah, I, I like the idea of being aggressive, <laughs> but I don't know if I would be that aggressive. And uh, like you said, that early on in the game. Um, sorry, it wasn't. You know, a decision, I'm sorry, a decision like that could hurt the team's confidence or uh, momentum early in the game. And momentum could carry on for a whole game, not just one quarter or two. So, you know, in a situation like that, take the points and, you know, stay close. Yeah, because I think Buffalo went on to go on like a 94-yard drive and score after they missed that. After they didn't get it, they wish and they took and went on a 94-yard drive. It's one of those things, like Theo said, if you score there, your, your players may get riled up and it, it benefits you. But not scoring, it can be deflating, you know. So, but overall, I thought it was a good game. Yes, very good game. So I watched the the Rams in Seattle, and I, I got to tell you, I remember early on in the year we were talking about MVP candidates, and Russell Wilson looked like he was <laughs> he was a world beater and stuff like that. Man, a lot changed since the beginning of the season to to now. So I think. I don't know if it was the line fell them or whatever, but he definitely didn't look too. He didn't look sharp. The line looked terrible. 
DK.com was shut down. I mean, it, it, the Rams had their number for whatever reason. Yeah, um, they, they didn't look good at all. Well, yeah. Seattle, Seattle don't have no run game, honestly, to tell you the truth. You're more of a, you know, a, a pass, pass, or oriented kind of team. You need to find a run game or just to sign Marshawn Lynch back. But the theater of their offense is uh, not having a running back that I guess you can't respect, so to speak. And guys get against three yards here and there, and you get a, a good running back for next season. Metcalf is nice, Lockett is nice. But other than that, he came in with just, just passing the ball with no running game. I think those guys make spectacular catches for him because I think Lockett made another one yesterday on the sideline with one hand or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was kind of brought into that game. I was kind of hoping um, that, and he had a decent game, I guess. You could say Metcalf. I was kind of hoping that he would um, go off on Ramsey a bit. Ramsey's good, but for some reason, sometimes he can rub, rub people the wrong way. But I guess. To play his position and to be at the top, you gotta be that type of dude, you know. Um, you can't be out there passive. Um, so I was hoping, just based on that, that Metcalf um, would have a, a monster game. So I know, like one play that sticks out, I think uh, Wilson was like scrambling and he found Metcalf for the touchdown on the deep ball. So that kind of excited me. Overall, I didn't care who really won the game, but <clears throat> I was hoping Metcalf just performed well. I was a little shocked, like you said, on how bad Wilson looked. Um, no, for some reason they just can't figure out that Rams defense. Um, oh, like you said, I thought that was a good game too. Yeah, I think the crazy thing is, is the Rams. The Rams do seem to have Wilson's number, and they started the game with the I forgot the the journeyman quarterback, and Golf ended up having to come in as relief in the game. So. We'll see how he is next week or something. They might try to get the other guy that can run a little bit going before putting golf in there because he kind yeah, of the other guy Walford or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a few minutes in, Adams hit him right. The guy was going to slide. Adams hit him and he's out of the game. Yeah. So, but I think uh, this guy has a like you say he came in early in the game. He wasn't expected probably to play at all. Maybe. But he has a, a thumb injury, right? That's why he's out. Yeah. yeah. Fractured thumb. Yeah, golf. So it's going to be interesting to see, like you said, if he has to start the next game. Because he, he didn't look that great. You know, he wasn't terrible. He was more like what we said before with some of these, these guys, like a game manager. Thought he did a decent job of that, but he definitely wasn't himself. So now is one week enough for him to heal up to be you know, resemble himself or not. I think they got a good game out of Cam Akers, the running back. That that helped them out a lot. That the running game looked pretty good for yesterday. They're not they don't have the most consistent running game, so I, I can't count on that from week to week. So another like another that. thing to look out for is um is Donald got hurt as well, right? Yeah. So what's he gonna look like next week? Right, that that may impact him as well going into the next game. Mm. Yeah, that's true. He's big. Hope probably could play. We don't play, man. That's a big yeah, gap. Struggling uh, when he came out. He said, I, I didn't follow up to see what it was, but it looked like some type of rib injury or something. He was struggling to breathe on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Donald, so. 
to have a guy that's probably potentially defensive player of the year, even in MVP talks, to lose him potentially, that could be huge, you know? Before he got hurt, he he sacked Wilson twice, too, before he got hurt. Yeah, he was was controlling the game. So to to see him go down, sure, they pulled it out, but what what is their team going to look like next week? Like you said, the running uh, game for them isn't too consistent. Now you got golf maybe forced into action a little sooner than you wanted him to be. You have Donald hurt. Who knows the extent of his injury, if he's going to play or not or what. So it's going to get interesting for them. Then we got a chance to see TB12 again go out there and beat the Washington football team. I think that the score was 31 to 23, but I don't think the game was that close. It yeah. never seemed like Washington even had a chance in the game. They, they, I mean, they hung in there and they made some good plays, but I never got a feeling that Tampa was going to lose that game at all. Yeah, me either. It was nice to see um, Antonio Brown get that touchdown pass. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see him um, get a pass. But like you said, that game, the score was closer than the game actually was, I think. Like, I, I didn't feel at any point that, that uh, Tampa was in any danger of losing that game. The only thing is, I think uh, he came back, he played, but Evans looked like he he got a little banged up um, for Tampa. Gronk. He, you know, I don't know what he's doing these days. He, he, he looks like he should have stayed retired. You know. I agree. <laughs> but the Bucks are the better team, so it's to be expected. Um, looking forward, the Redskins have pieces, man. Defense is, is there ahead of schedule. Um, they could find a running back and make a trade for a good running back. You know, or find a kid in draft who's NFL ready. They could, they can make some noise in the next few years coming up, man. Yeah, they, they do look good. I, I was surprised. I mean, that front, I thought they would get to Brady sometimes. They did a couple of times, but he, that either the, I think the offensive line, the offensive line of Tampa Bay did better than I thought they would. They, listen, they really started getting to Tom Brady when um, uh, the tackle went out, when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. That's when they really started getting to Brady, but I, I thought they would be all over him. But they definitely have the pieces. That Their front four... And they were saying that you got a couple of good receivers. You got a lot of good pieces on that team. Yes, Plus, they do. Playing the, the, the division. All right, Hanky, I think his yeah. name uh, is. Yeah, he he was impressive. I thought. I'm sitting back saying, man, I wish he was in a Jets uniform. This guy. <laughs> I don't think he's out there. It's, it's going to be tough for them because remember they let go of um they let go of the quarterback. Now Alex Smith is talking about retiring possibly. Yeah, he. He shouldn't have came back. Yeah, he's talking about possibly retiring. They let go off. I forget the the kid's name. They let him go. The um, quarterback from Ohio State. They let him go. And they. Uh, uh, Haskins, right? Yeah, they let let him go. And we said, man, now Smith is retiring, so he might be the guy. Who knows? They'll be looking to drop somebody. But in that division, that's something. um, it's funny, you know, just outside of the playoffs, I was I was looking at something today where Doug Peterson met with the owner of the, of the Eagles. There's something that he's not too happy about how the team's progressing after the, after winning the Super Bowl. 
So he's supposed to come back to the owner with a plan or something to tell him how he's going to fix the team. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Doug Peterson will be there next year or survive because right now Carson Wentz doesn't seem like he wants to be there. And Jalen Hurts, um, I think he could do it. I don't know if he's the future. So they got a lot of question marks there. I think Dallas will be fine. Theo's Theo, happy to hear that. I think <laughs> Dak will be back next year, so they'll be back on the road, you know, back rolling. So I don't see them having any issue. But. Now, are they going to give him that big contract, you think, though, Dak? I think he's you have to, have to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay him. But I got a feeling they're going to um, give him that tag one more time, to be honest with you. Because it, it almost seems like his his uh, value went up that by not playing. Because it, it showed how bad they are without him. Yeah, you know, he, he started the season playing great until he got hurt. So he started, started playing very good. Started the season very, very good, I should say. Then you get hurt. Then the team just had like a total collapse without him. So like you said, I mean, you know, his value went up real high. So, but, you know, we want to pay Dak $40 million. Forty million per year? I don't know. Yeah. Might be going rate. Like, like yeah. really go back at three hundred million, but still, you know, <laughs> just because it's going rate, don't mean that you should, don't mean that you should pay them the going rate, so to speak. So, and uh, let me ask you guys this: though. How much of that do you think uh, goes back to like the black quarterback? Right? Like, if Dak wasn't a black quarterback, would he have received that payday by now? Cause you look at some of these other guys, and these guys are getting paid. And Dak has put his his time in. He's he's had the numbers. He's been on a winner. So I wonder how much of that is being factored in. I, I mean, I think so because you got to figure. Think about the um the Eagles Super Bowl. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, right? But Carson Wentz got the money. And what's him at the? I mean, Carson Wentz was him. He looked like world beaters in the in the first year or two, but. I can't say besides being injured, he's done much of anything since or something. And I think that's who Dak was kind of comparing himself to when he looked at the money. I mean, if you look at the stats and, and the play probably, I think Dak is probably ahead of Carson Wentz now, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, he should be getting at least Carson Wentz money. I think Carson Wentz is at 28. I mean, you got other guys like Kirk Cousins at 28 or something like that. It, to me, yeah, it almost seems like a lot of these teams, these franchises are like uh, afraid not only to draft the black quarterback, but to invest in them as well. I think when you look at the quarterback, you got to kind of go like this. You got to look at um, Pat Mahomes and work your way down. So you look at what Mahomes got and you look at what Sam, you look at what Watson got. And Dak should be, we'll say, around that level, probably around Watson or maybe a little less. I think Watson might have got like five years for 200, something like that. Or yeah, five he is for close to 200. So he's got to get at least 35. But the only thing is, like like Theo's saying, I give Jerry Jones credit. He doesn't, he doesn't, that market value stuff versus what he thinks they should be paid, he won't overpay somebody. Yeah, uh, that's true. Ezekiel Elliott had that same problem. He was fighting to try to be the highest-paid running back and stuff, and that that didn't happen. Right. Um, you know, you know, guy, I'm a Cowboy fan. I follow them a lot <clears throat> online, a lot, you know, on other platforms. Jerry Jones loves. He likes Dak Prescott. I don't think he loves Dak Prescott. Oh, okay. Uh, that being said, what we alluded to, 
if Black Boys was was non-black, we'd have paid already. Look at Twitter Romo. Yeah. He paid yeah. Romo a whole bunch of money. Twice. Yeah. What did Romo do? <laughs> you know, he loves Romo. He loves Romo to this day. You know, so, you know, the question remains, uh, how much do Jerry Jones really uh, support and really believe in Dak Prescott? And as a Cowboy fan, I don't think he believed in him that much so far, even though Dak has shown that he could uh, be a very good quarterback. I think I think he's a back end top 10 quarterback from, yeah. you know, from 7 to seven to 10, maybe 6 to 10, give or take, you know. Somebody you know, like that's like, like he doesn't seem to have that love for him that that uh like you said Tony Romo that Jason Witten love yeah, right right yeah, exactly exactly, exactly. Um, yeah they gave Witten exactly. ten million dollars and nobody else was trying to sign him yeah that, that made no sense you know I mean exactly you think he, he, a scenario where Dak gets traded no you know I, I think they get a franchise tag because they don't want to pay him forty mil. You know, Jerry Jones did the same thing when, when we had Emmett Smith. You know, he didn't want to pay Emmett Smith his money. You know, yeah. and we went 0 3 without Emmett Smith. So, you going to do that again to the team? So, I can't see him. I can't see him starting the year having Dak sent home with his brother just chilling. Like, I think that he's going to just franchise, franchise tag him for the last time. You know, I guess that probably brought 38, 39 million yeah. instead of 42, 43 million that Dak wants. But Dak right now is in the driver's seat. Sitting yeah, pretty. Man, I would agree. I mean, we're talking about quarterbacks and stuff. I was watching um the, the Baltimore Tennessee game. I was glad to see um Lamar Jackson get over that hump. He got his first playoff win. I mean, I think Baltimore won. I think the defense did a great job or something and it was him and Lamar Jackson did a good job of running the ball and stuff. I still think that we'll say, even though they won, I still think it's going to be tough to beat some of these other guys without being able to throw the ball as much. Yeah. Tennessee had a good plan somewhat to try to contain the run. What was funny is they looked like they were containing the outside and the runs, the big runs he got, he broke off running up the middle. So it's going to be tough to contain Lamar Jackson for running. I, I don't see that happening, like completely stopping him. But... If you can stop like J.K. Dobbins and those other guys from running, or whatever, it's just Lamar Jackson. It makes it that much tougher to beat beat a team. I mean, I think what's the you know I'm not sure who they'll get next, but what's him? It'll be tough to match like scoring with some of these teams, like say a Buffalo Bills. If all you can do is if all you can do is go out and um, run the ball. Yeah, it's funny because I thought those two teams had like similar. Uh, game plans to beat each other they're very similar and that they're very like run heavy right offense and I, I thought that's what the Ravens did well um, it's kind of like forced Tannehill right they they wasn't letting Henry just run all over yeah, so right, we're gonna force Tannehill to beat us with his arm and you know they end up losing but I think it's a similar strategy with the Ravens right you gotta force as best you can anyway because um, he's a dynamic player but as best you can you got to force Lamar Jackson to beat you with his arm he's got to be able to throw that ball downfield I think he did it a couple of times here and there um, this game but can he do it consistently like you say you get into one of those games against the Buffalo Bills or whoever it is where you got to put some points on the board quick 
that might be a problem for them. But it was nice to see him get over that hump because he he was taking a lot of a lot of heat for not being able to win in the playoffs, only being a good regular season team. But I, I got to tell you, going into that game, I thought uh, the Titans was going to win that game. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I like Lamar Jackson, but his accuracy would be his would still be his problem. Um, we face a uh, team has better defense, team who can score like Steelers, Browns, they can, they can score, they have weapons, or the Chiefs. So, you know, if I'm courted, I'm 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 doing a lot of zoning. I'm paying too much man because his accuracy is up and down. He could he has a strong arm. But it's like it's like uh, you know, McNabb from the Eagles years ago, you know, a strong arm, but throw the ball to the dirt. With the ball too high here and there, you know. So um, if I'm a coordinator, man, I'm making him throw that football, man. And have a spy in the middle so he can't run for 100 yards. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a real good point. Listen, like you said, he does have a, a strong arm. It's just where's the ball gonna go when it leaves his hands? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys that he he has all the physical tools, but in terms of like even. In terms of him with a playbook, can you can you trust him to open up the playbook enough where you can run uh, like some more complex passing uh, schemes and stuff with him? Or do you have to like simplify the playbook? Is that part of their problem where you got to simplify it and it almost becomes a little predictable to the defense due to his limitations? Hmm. Well, yeah, I like their tight end. Ravens have the key to that thing is uh Josh Brown. He has no hands. You know, sometimes he has a lot of drop passes, you know, so you know his hand comes and goes. But they should do, I guess, install a lot of more screens, you know, maybe double reverse here and there. But that's more screens to help out Lamar Jackson instead of him running the ball all the time. Do a wide receiver screen, you know, or maybe a screen to run it back here and there. So if they install more screens, I guess I would assume that'd be more helpful to the Ravens moving forward. I was I was happy to see Des Bryant out there, you know, getting yeah or something. I was that was good to see, but I think you're absolutely right. The uh, some screens, maybe a couple of like quick slants and stuff like that, just to get him, you know, mm-hmm. things that things that are manageable for him instead of trying to get him to place the ball between the safety and the corner or something. I don't right. I don't think that's where he's at right now. Like mm-hmm. some screens, some quick you know quick slants or quick outs. And a couple of things down the sideline, those type of things, right? Where it's not, where it's really, it's it really is his man and one defender type of things. Yeah, one of the things that scares me uh, with Lamar Jackson is he, to me, he's very uh, RG three ish, you know. And remember, RG three was tearing the league up too at one point. But all it takes is that that wrong cut or that one hit, you know, and all that running stuff is is done. So he, he's got to develop. I, I'm not saying he needs to become a pocket passer because you don't want to make that mistake either, right? Yeah. But maybe sit back there and, and become the next Tom Brady, right? That's just not who he is. He's never going to be that type of guy who's just standing in the pocket. But he's got to get a little better um, in terms of his, his ability to, like you said, throw a deep ball where you could actually predict where it's going to go. It's not random. But either way, um, it's impressive to see the guy still be able to manufacture wins. Granny has a great defense as well, but it, it, it's impressive to see him still be able to win games with um, the accuracy he has. Yeah, 
or lack thereof. Agreed. So after that, we had the um, the Saints and the Bears. Was about, I mean, I don't think anybody. I mean, I know I didn't pick the Bears to win that game, and the, and the the Saints won. That was pretty predictable. The outcome of that. I mean, I will give this guy credit. I don't think he played that bad. He managed to make a good show on Trubisky. He was, you know, coming back from getting basically sent down to like the sack squad. He, he managed to pull himself together and put together a good string of games. But in watching the game, he had some bad things happen for him. Like one of his receivers got ejected from the game or something. Anthony Miller, I think, is who got ejected from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense lost rope. They lost Roquan Smith last week in the in the Packers game, so they didn't have him over the middle. So they, they, they started off with a disadvantage to begin with, and, and they just, I didn't think they would win at full strength, and then they really was in its stayed true form. I think they scored nine and lost by like 20 to nine or something. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, it was kind of, I had the Saints winning that one the whole way. The only thing I was kind of looking out for, not even so much as with the Bears uh, win, but with Drew uh, Brees be able to make it through that game and remain healthy, you know, because the guy is coming back from a, a massive injury. Um, so just seeing him make it through the full game without sustaining a, you know, another major injury was a was a big thing. But outside of Brees, and it was nice to see Thomas on the field, right, because he had an up and down season in terms of health. But it, to me, it was more about just watching the Saints stay healthy out there other than that i already had them in the next round so i wasn't any surprise there for me yeah i, I can't i can't i can't add too much to what you guys are talking about you guys i had the Saints win the game um i'm hearing drew Brees may retire after the season supposedly so we'll find out soon enough down the line uh the bears need to really have a uh a real serious focus on the final quarterback. Every year, they just a, a defensive teams year in, year out. They, hold, they always hold these high scoring teams to 20 points, 21 points, 17 points, which is, which is like, I guess, manageable points to score. But mm-hmm. without a good quarterback, they're going to find themselves in the first round exit every year. Man, that's a good point. I, I agree with you 100%. I got an interesting question about the Saints, though. We, we all hear about Drew Brees retiring, and we've seen Taysom Hill, and I don't know what's going to happen with Jameis Winston. I, I know personally, I don't think Taysom Hill is a full-time quarterback. I couldn't see him lead the team to the playoffs or anything like that. What, what do you guys think of Taysom Hill? It's funny. I haven't seen enough of him. I think that's what the problem is. There's not too many people have. Um, so I'm I'm not sold on him just based on that. Um, so if Breeze does retire, they may have a, a serious quarterback problem on their hands too. Because you know? I'm not sold on him just based on experience alone. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of his. I've seen enough of him when he folded in. Uh, when, when, Breeze, when Breeze got hurt. Um, he's like Lamar Jackson. You know, he's dangerous with his feet. But uh, he don't have a good... I guess he has a solid arm. I make him pass the ball. I'd be scared of Lamar, Lamar's arm to his arm. Like that. From what I've seen 
so far. So uh, uh, looking to the future, I don't I don't believe in him. I think he's good enough to have him make the playoffs. But as far as winning Super Bowl, to look at accuracy, I don't see that. Crazy thing is, uh, with Michael Thomas there, we could probably help. Either one of us could probably play quarterback and almost get into the playoffs. <laughs> you know, it's not hard to throw the ball to that guy. Right, right. Just throw it up. Just throw it up. Yeah, exactly. Just you gotta have some space to throw him the ball, Thomas. Um, but yeah, Hill. I'm I'm not sold on him for whatever reason. It it almost seems like they want him to be. Um, like this star type of player or something. There's something about him that apparently they, that organization likes so much. Um, yeah, it's Sean Payton. Every coach have some player that they like more than others that, that they will force the issue or give this guy an extra opportunity to make the team or, you know, get on the field, so to speak. But uh, Jason Hill, I, I don't see him, you know, having that ability to carry the team to, to the Super Bowl. Playoffs yet, but when it's football, only he that guy. So, what do you guys think about the um, Cleveland Pittsburgh thing? I, I gotta say, I don't know which way most guys are going because it seems even. But I, I'm kind of I would like to see Cleveland win personally. Yeah, me too. Um, just the the excitement of them not being in the playoffs, um, you know, all these years finally get in. Uh, I wish Odell was out there with him, but I would like to win just based on that. Somebody new get in. Um, granted, nothing against the Steelers. I, I think the Steelers had a, a, a hell of a season. They're kind of going backwards, though, from where they were at the beginning of the season. Kind of, you know, struggled at the end of the season. But I would like to see the Browns win just because it's, it's exciting to me to see them in there and finally make the playoffs. Well, Cleveland actually got better once OBJ got hurt. I mean, to say like that, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> you could be the team, but so long. I mean, Pickle could be the Browns for since we was in what junior high school, you know. <laughs> so this was going on for many years. So it's good to see the Browns finally uh, have some weapons, some talent on the team. And right now, as we speak, they win the 14 zip right now. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely up. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, right now, Pittsburgh is on decline. You know, a lot of the wins has been very close. Uh, a lot of teams beat themselves, so to speak, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, one thing about Pittsburgh, they don't beat themselves. Yeah. So, a lot of teams, I guess, throughout this, throughout this year, what they win is a lot of teams beat themselves, miss good goals, or a penalty here and there. But during late in the season, they kind of fall, they kind of fall back, you know, for the uh, tough losses, uh, struggling to run the football. You know, defense can't hold, can't hold leads. Big Ben looking old, so um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good, good to see the, it's good to see uh, the Browns. You know, have opportunity to get these guys out of there and get that big uh, muck up their back. They've been back for 20, 25 years, man. Yeah, I mean, is is Roethlisberger does he have more in the tank after this year? You guys think or something? I mean, I know, I know, even Pittsburgh. You know, we're hearing that the, I think the other guy, Mason Crosby, or something that. That they might be preparing for him because I know Big Ben's deal is almost coming up too. And do you do you continue to pay him the type of money he's going to command to be the quarterback? I don't think uh, I don't think Big Big Ben has enough enough in the tank to finish this year, let alone <laughs> next year. I think he's done already. You know, I think that's he's a 
major part of their struggles. You know, so I I think he's done. Besides that, the the guy um the guy he he had a, a great career. He's serious injuries and stuff like that. Why continue to put your body through that through that torture? You know. Um, so I think he's a hell of a player, but I think he's uh he's definitely one of the guys. If anything, we would call him a game manager. I would say at this point, he's in game manager mode. Um, but yeah, I don't think he has too much left in the tank at all, which is why I think they struggle at the end of this season. One of the reasons, anyway, one of the major reasons. I guess I can see Big Ben still trying to force another year out of his, out of his body. Question is, is the Steelers uh, bold enough to say, "Listen, you know, we're going to move on." Uh, we feel that you know, you know, the, the time has come. We want to move off to a different direction. And uh, I don't, I don't really see Pittsburgh doing that. I, I see Pittsburgh trying to, I guess, give him what he wants, which is one more year. I think he's going to retire. And plus, you know, still like winning football. They can't win the football no more. Connor, Connor's struggled the last six, seven games running football. Should I put Big Ben in, I guess, a, a bad situation to throw the ball even more than you want him to, so to speak? I, 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 I think I think um, Roethlisberger is going to, if he has to stay, they're going to let him stay. And right. that, that'll be that. I mean, just another update. It looks like the Browns scored again, so it's 21 to nothing in the first quarter. One of the things I wonder is going back to um, what I was getting at with Dak, with the black uh, quarterback, applying that now to Pittsburgh with the black coach. You got to pin the blame on somebody. <laughs> you know, does does, uh, does the Steelers coach become the, the fall guy, you think? Because it, it almost appeared a few times that they was itching to get rid of him. Um, so I wonder if they get eliminated tonight. Uh do they make a quarterback uh, a coaching change? I don't think they. I don't think it would be a good idea personally, but no, um, I don't think they do. And I think if they fired him, he'd probably be hired in two days or something. Because I don't think he ever one. had a losing season. I think he might have had one losing season. If not, every other year he won at least nine games or more. So I think if it was him personally, I don't know how much pull he has in the organization, but. If I was him, I would I would look to have them move on from Roethlisberger because I think that will be his downfall. I think if he's got to keep Roethlisberger and people want to see him win and then Roethlisberger doesn't do well and then he has to make a decision mid-season to try to pull him. The whole, the whole um, what is it? The whole thing with the Giants where where, where this guy pulled um, <laughs> pulled um, Eli Manning. If he's got to start getting into those type of decisions, that's when he'll lose his job. He pulled Roethlisberger in Game Six to put Mason Crosby in, and all that type of craziness. That's where like the owners who have these beloved players start feeling a little way about stuff. Because even that, even that guy, he really lost his job. I think a big part because of that Eli Manning thing. Yeah, I would say so. That was definitely didn't help him, right? But I. I think uh, I can see the Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up losing this game. I, I can see them doing something silly and making a quarterback, uh, keep saying quarterback, but a coaching change. Quarterback change, the reason why I keep thinking that is that's what they need to do. You know, to move that organization forward um, is make a quarterback change. But I can see them 
uh, even bringing Roethlisberger back in and not the coach in some wild scenario. You know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Mike Thomas is a good coach. Um, he's a player's coach. Um, sometimes you could uh, show too much favoritism, like I said before in a previous previous topic with a certain player. Um, Talman, I think, should see from, from this game going right now how the season season progressed with Ben Ben playing and struggling the last half of the season. The game going on right now that you know it's time for him to make a change, man. And, and tell Big Ben, hey, listen, you know, um, you want to play, you, you, you can move on somewhere else, but I'm just, I need to move, I need to move forward, man. You had a good ride, good run. I love you, you know, but uh, can't go a different direction. Yeah. If you keep Big Ben, he'll, he'll get fired. Same year, Big Ben retires. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so find a quarterback at Pittsburgh. Speaking of coaches, I, I, I got to bring this up, and this, this is a happy moment. A happy moment. Adam Gase, gone. Fired, finally. So, <laughs> finally. And we talking about Mike Tomlin losing his job. If Mike Tomlin uses his job, the Jets just sign him tomorrow. But we're finally rid of Adam Gase. He was terrible. He didn't do anything they said he would, develop the quarterback or anything. All we did bringing in Adam Gase was this. We found out that Sam Donald can't play. We lost all our top players left. We to, to want to get traded, and we lost them. And then we people hated them so much that I'm willing to bet you that some of those players that opted out opted out just because they didn't want to play for him. So let's see. You know, think about it. We lost Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams, or whatever, to keep Adam Gase. And, was, and we went out there and then went and Donald is worse now than when he was as a rookie. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's a happy moment as a Jets fan. I was I was excited to see him gone. It's unfortunate that, well, I didn't agree with the hire anyway to begin with. Right. I think we listened to Peyton Manning supposedly, right? And going down that route. But I, I didn't agree with the a higher enough case to begin with but then um, outside of what you just said it's hard to even elaborate even more because um, it's kind of like as a Knicks fan as well how excited we were when Phil Jackson finally uh, got the boot you know it almost gives me that feeling Um, the only thing now is I think I will add that I think it's important that we get this higher right because um, we've we've had quite a few coaches come in there, um, not not even just with the Jets, but New York teams in general. We get these coaches, um, and it seems like we we can't we can't get it right. Um, so I, I think we got to get this one right. And getting it right to me is um, if Tomlin gets fired somehow and. You got to get him in, but besides something far-fetched like that happening, I think you got to get the, the offensive coordinator from the Chiefs. Um, to me, that's getting it right. He's interviewed uh, already. Yeah. yeah, listen, Eric Bieniemy, man, he's he's the future. He's he's very creative. Look at the Chiefs' offense; they they just took off for him, called a play so. We got him in the interview. You should, you should lock the door and get him signed ASAP, man. 
But that being said, who, who do you want besides Eric Enemy? You know, Urban Myers out there. There's other uh, coordinators out there for other teams that you could think about trying to get. Maybe a college coach. Yeah, that's, that's Lincoln Riley from, uh, from Oklahoma. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. I, I like him. He was him. He's real creative. I, I think he's pretty good. I guess that brings up a good point. Is uh, when we talk about like creativity, we need um, the players around them as well, right? So you bring in um, the Chiefs coordinator, the enemy. Who do you have? Do you keep Donald? So there's still some moves that have to be made besides bringing him in. Because he's not going to be uh, creative with no talent, right? Sure. So that's one thing. No matter who you bring in, the Jets are going to have to, um, they, they need to upgrade across the board uh, on the offensive end, defensive end. So they got a lot of moves that they have to make um, no matter who they bring in. I, I got to agree with Theo. Theo was right when he said that they should have they should have made the move quickly because the only thing with interviewing these top flight guys is the longer you wait, the more people get involved. Like, I heard that Biennemi also was planning an interview for the Texans job. So right now, if you look at the Texans roster and you look at the, the Jets roster, what would be the more appealing job? Yeah, they can they at least have a quarterback in place, right? Yeah, they at least got a quarterback. In, and think about it this way. Even with less talent, he still kind of willed them. They were in a lot of games. The defense cost them a lot of games. They they put up a lot of points, even without having DeAndre Hopkins. So they, they got a lot to build off of that. When you when you look at the Jets, listen, what I'm hoping they don't do is start doing crazy stuff like looking into Carson Wentz and all that type of stuff. Because the um Joe Judge, not Joe Judge, Joe Douglas is the the, the ex Philly guy. He looking at Carson Wentz. I don't want anything to do with Carson Wentz and those guys. Yeah. We, we needed to go, as a Jets fan, we needed to go 0-16, get that number one pick, get Gase out, get, you know, and, and start fresh. Right now you got a new coach, new quarterback, and, and start fresh. Unfortunately, like you said, that didn't happen, the 0-16 thing. For whatever reason, we woke up and decided to start trying to win games. Um, and I think that may have set us back, maybe, a little bit. But... Under the current scenario, you bring in the enemy uh, from the Chiefs, let's say, do you draft the quarterback with the number two pick now after the Jets? I mean, that you just mentioned, I, which I don't want to see, but do you go that route? I don't I don't believe in Donald. I think the Jets are sad to say, like, like I think what you said and what Theo said both make sense in a sense. The Jets have so many issues that it might be better to trade the number two pick, trade down and get like another first round pick and said, take one of those other quarterbacks because let's say let's say even if, if Jacksonville decided not to take Trevor Lawrence, like they hired Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer wanted Justin Fields because the Ohio State thing. Why would we say, well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence comes or something, you go out there, Granted, I think he'll do well, but if you don't got the right coach and you don't got the right situation going on, we're still gonna stink. They need they need corners. <laughs> they, they need yeah, a running back. Think about it. We got Frank Gore as the running back. Some of them, and some other guys that are like basically taxi squad or practice squad players as the running back. You got. Well, I think they went out and paid all that money for the offensive line, only to find out that the guy they drafted Beckton 
was by far better than any of those guys. And he was the rookie. He was the best one on the offensive line. The defensive line, I think they'll get better next year when you got the guy from Baltimore that they paid all the money to that opted out. <laughs> He'll be back mm-hmm. or something. The secondary, I mean, you got a bunch of no-name guys there. You got Marcus May and Aston Davis. You couldn't even name those other guys. The dude from the Ravens, what was his deal this season? Because I know he got hurt last season. No, he opted out. They, they, they allowed players to opt out for the COVID thing, so he opted out. And uh, you know what's funny about that opt-out thing? I think the Patriots suffered a lot from that, too. Didn't the Patriots have yeah, players to lost, opt out? Yeah, they lost quite a few players to it, yeah. It's just defense is ahead of the offense. So they need to focus on offense in this draft or free agency. Yeah. They have pieces of place of defense. I like, I like uh, Marcus May. I like the other safety. You know, it's pretty solid. You know, you guys are, are, are pretty, pretty above solid on defense. You're the, you know, no more Frank Gore. I love Frank Gore. He's great. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's my young. It's my young back there, you know. Okay, hope it is. Find a tight end, you know what I'm saying? Get him a number one receiver. Yeah. Get him some more pieces on the offense. But uh, just to focus on, I guess, offensive head coach. And yeah. try to focus on the draft as far as offensive weapons. That's what I would do. I heard this other, um, after the Deshaun Watson thing, I'm sure you guys heard about that, about the whole thing. Yes. GM and he's upset. What do you think about the possibility that this, this Deshaun Watson asked to be traded or something? You think he'll try to be traded? That's tough because he has no trade clause. Oh, wow. So he controls where he goes. Oh, wow. You know, I heard a rumor earlier today about maybe Fatua and some pieces. You ever heard about that? Yeah, yeah, so, I heard some, but uh, yeah, he's got so, a little trade clause. That's gonna be real tough. Yeah, right. So he gonna dictate where he want to go. So you just can't trade him anywhere. So you know, um, if, if you gonna trade the show, you might gonna trade JJ Watt too as well, and just have a complete, complete got, rebuild. Yeah, got the team at that point because yeah, just clean up the team and, and just do it. And right now, you know, I mean, it was hard to find quarterbacks in in in, in, in this time. You might have to trade the show for some pieces, you know. Find GM who know what the hell he's doing and, and how to draft pretty well. Look at look at look at uh, Jimmy Johnson years ago. You know, we traded Herschel Walker for like fifty picks. Trade him for fifty picks was great. Yeah. You know, so you know, you never know. Are you going to trade the show? You got to trade JJ. Deals. Those Minnesota right. Vikings deals. The um. Uh, Ricky Williams, Chicago Tail with the Saints. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Go one. And it looks like the Browns are up 28-0 now, so. <laughs> wow, I'm loving it. And you know, it. it's, it's still the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Quarter. Yeah, it's it's. it's like we talked about, this is just watching the, what I'm seeing while we're on here. This is a telltale sign that Roethlisberger is watching his play right now. I mean, if if Tomlin had any clout in the organization at halftime, Mason Crosby will be running this offense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. But he's not going to be able to do that. So, with all these different playoff things we've seen, so 
who you guys still have for your Super Bowl picks? Or something? I, I I got KC and Tampa Bay. I, I don't know. I kind of like Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm gonna go with Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably the Tom Brady effect. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, I like um, like you said, Kansas City. I could see Tampa Bay. I don't know if they're necessarily my pick, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's kind of hard to go against Brady. I know um, we called him a game manager. Um, a right. game manager, as Theo put it before. Um, but then yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The only one I would say right now for me that I think is a lock, barring any type of significant injury, um, is Kansas City. But I wouldn't be surprised with your picks as well. I, I like Green Bay, to be honest with you guys. Green Bay is playing very good. I think they're the better team out, out of the NFC. NFC, of course, everybody's going to say, say the Chiefs. But the Chiefs been, been, you know, having some scoring low output the last few games. I don't know, they're going through the motions, so overconfident, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you better be careful playing the playing New wrestling team, I like the Bills, so to speak. Yeah. The Bills is tough as well, you know. So, um, you know, I'll go teach Fernando, but, you know, the last few games, they've been kind of shaky scoring 14 points. Tampa Bay, I mean, uh, a lot of Falcons was, was beating butts until the last province of the game, and they came back and scored. So, um, might be a sexy pick, you know, a heavy favorite, though, but um, you can't just turn it off, turn it off when you feel like doing that. I think uh, that's probably one of the things with Kansas City that um, in terms of just blowing people out, eventually you're going to be in a close game. So to see them still be able to pull out these close games, I think, is, is an impressive. Um, so they're learning how to win in, in close games. And they, they right. did a bunch of that, I would say, last year, too, in the playoffs, right? There was a couple of times in those playoffs where we were like, man, the Chiefs, they look like they're done. And then second half, here they come, you know? I mean, even right. in the Super Bowl, even in the Super yeah. Bowl, it was a point yeah. where they looked, Bowl, like, they looked like they were, it was pretty much over. Yeah. And Tyreek Hill and, and Mahomes woke up, you know? Yeah. And I, I got to agree with Theo, too, because the, I think Green Bay is the team that most scares me. I think they're kind of like slipping under the radar. Nobody's really saying much about them and stuff like that. And plus, you still got to go through Lambo. It's going to be freezing, so that, that's going to be that's going to be something that that weather's always going to affect how people play. Growing up, because that, they're the number one seed, so everybody's got to go through Lambo. So that that's going to be interesting. I feel like we say that, and it's probably because of Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like we say that about Green Bay almost every year. Yeah, you know, they, they're always in the hunt. They're one of those teams that's always in the hunt. Um, for whatever reason, it seems like they they, they find some way to, to, to lose somehow. But they're, they're definitely a team, I would say. That would probably, that's a good pick. They are, I would say that's probably my pick. Um, would probably be Green Bay. Um, that's a good pick. Green Bay is yeah. they're, they're tough. Yeah. Yeah, they may beat the Chiefs, but Green Bay is hot right now, you know. They always beat my Cowboys. They are always beating my Cowboys, but, you know, I got to keep it real, man. So, you know, they're going to mess around and beat the Chiefs, man. They, they link up in football. That'd be a great high-scoring game. 
Yeah, if they if they were, let's say they win the Super Bowl, do you think Aaron Rodgers sticks around? I think he still could play, but do you think he's one of those guys that is Tom Brady ish, where he's trying to play twenty something years and Yeah, I could see him doing that. I could see him doing you know that. I can see him playing until the wheels fall off, so to speak. Yeah, I can see that with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He seems like the type. And why not? You know, you, you're top of your game. Why not? You're top of your game. You're one of the top five quarterbacks. Might be MVP this year. Team is team's kind of loaded on both sides of the ball. You know, we got players on both sides of the ball. Why not? You know, I couldn't. I wouldn't be surprised seeing Aaron Rodgers as the type of guy that, yeah, he wants to play for a while. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it not be on Green Bay, kind of like the way the Tom Brady thing plays out. With not this year, if they win the Super Bowl, he'll definitely be back next year. But a year after that or something, you see him on some other team because it's just. I don't think he loves. I don't think he loves the management there, and I know he doesn't love the coach. I think I think um, plus that crazy thing drafting the the first round draft mm. the quarterback eventually right. the next two yeah years, I kind of rubbed them the wrong way it seems yeah and and that seems to be their thing to do they did it to Brett Favre I couldn't see why they wouldn't do it to him so, yeah that's a good point that's, that's a good point. point yeah that's a good point um, but I, I would hate to see Rodgers go out and be. Uh, granted, he hasn't had the injuries like uh, we just spoke on with Big Ben, right? But sometimes these guys, I think, play a season or two too long, and I think that's what we're seeing with Big Ben. Rodgers isn't there yet. He's still, uh, you just mentioned him in MVP talks. But a couple more seasons, will he be, you know, that Big Ben mode where you know, he's doing more, more harm than good for the team? I think... Uh, Drew Brees is almost approaching that too. Even before the injury with Drew Brees, he was almost um, he could still play, but he was in that game manager mode of um, can't throw the ball as far downfield as he used to be able to. He's always been accurate, um, Drew Brees. But so I don't know if Rodgers wants to be one of those guys. Um, but even at even at that, uh, you know, Rodgers not being. 100%, so to speak, is probably still better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. You know, the guy's just that good. Okay. That sounds like a good time to us to move on to the NBA. So I'm looking at I'm looking at this year so far and all the different things going on. What's, what's surprising you guys so far about the East and the West team? What teams are surprising you and what teams kind of, kind of disappoint you? I guess uh, what's not surprising me is Kyrie can't seem to get out of his own way. You know that we we spoke on it before, and here it is. He misses the game, right? Saying, and they asked him about it after the fact, and he said, "Because I didn't want to play," was supposedly his response. So that's one of the things that's not surprising me in terms of team uh, performance. I would say. Not so much as a surprise, but I think they've been, they've looked good, better than I thought they would. It's probably Phoenix with Chris Paul over there. I think they have one of the best records in the league so far. They're like seven and three, something like that, eight and three. So I'm not too surprised there, but I didn't think it would come together this early. Um, 
my Knicks look like they were going to be a surprising team. And now, the last few games, we look like we're back to the original Knicks, where we're in the Jalen Suggs, you know, Cade Cunningham sweepstakes again. <laughs> again. So, they look like they were going to be one of my surprise teams, but um, we're, we're back to the same old Knicks. So, I would say that's probably my biggest surprise is seeing the Knicks improve at least under Thibs but almost seemingly reverting back to who we were and then I would say so far the Phoenix Suns um, and then yeah Kyrie uh, can't get out of his own way uh, Toronto Raptors are a very disappointing team oh uh, yeah that's a, a, a good one there too yeah. you know, Toronto a team that has you know I guess same kind of players won a chip two years ago you know the chemistry shit should still be there in the chemistry, but um, right now they're not, they're not playing well. You know, uh, Sakim is, is not playing to his capabilities, even though you know Keanu loves him to death. You know, <laughs> but he ain't playing with you know playing well right right now, as well as the team right right now. So um, I would have Raptors as my most disappointing team. Um, I would say Cleveland was playing pretty good. Started the start of the year, you know. Uh, you know, his uh, player Garden was playing pretty good too for them, like you said in the previous, in the previous show. Um, Thibodeau is just playing good. Sometimes you could, you could, you could uh, you know, uh, look good without winning, so to speak, if that makes sense. Like the Knicks right now, Cleveland, like you see where they're going, they're playing hard, they look coached up, executing. But sometimes it's just, uh, you know, the time ain't there right now, but you know, these dudes are being coached up, and, you know, you know what you're doing on the court, so to speak. So teams like the Knicks, like you said, um, Green, uh, Cleveland, said uh, the Suns. So, um, I will say that so far. Yeah, I will say that so far. But maybe Charlotte Hornets looking pretty good. You know, they look playing well, looking exciting. You know, getting uh, uh, a lot of games, a lot of close games. So well, I'll say those three, four, those three, four teams so far in the season. I agree with, with both of you guys. I got a, a couple of other guys. I guess they're kind of like this is how they normally are. Indiana Pacers playing fairly well. But I, I, to some extent, it seems like the phenomenon always kind of expected. So I don't know if it's that they're playing well or they're just playing where they should be. Um, Atlanta, the Hawks look like they could be pretty exciting. They, like they started off strong, but I don't know exactly where they're at. But they definitely have good pieces and they have a better team. Um, Denver and Houston are disappointed. I mean, even though they made those deals, Denver is, is, is a sub 500 team. And Houston, I mean, Houston with the James Harden thing and all the other stuff going on. I mean, I, I think, um, that's yeah. kind of bad. I will say this like, John Wall looks like he's playing fairly well. Yes. Yeah. He, he's yeah. playing fairly well. So, And I like the way um, the Christian Wood is playing over there. So, they got yeah. some decent things. He's a very good player, man. What about uh, he's, a very, he's a he's a very good damn player, Christian Woods. Yep. What about the Wizards? You know, are they a surprise? Definitely not in a good way, right? Well, the way they lost Thomas Bryant today to Torn yeah, ACL. Yeah. 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 Who's that? Thomas um, Bryant. Is yeah. Thomas Bryant. Wow. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the Wizards. Is, fall into a category to me I would say as a surprise too I thought with Westbrook because you say alright John Wall and Bradley Bill didn't necessarily pan out the way they would like so what would make um, 
you think Westbrook and Bill would. And I wasn't even thinking so much, let's say, in terms of that. I was thinking, well, they haven't had Wall in two years, right? So now you add a, a Russell Westbrook next to Bill, and I thought they would be a little better. Um, but yeah, so far, uh, Westbrook doesn't seem like he fits in. Um, Bill's getting his, but unfortunately for him, it's in losses, it seems like, right? He had one game where he had 60, another game he had 50-something, I think it was. Um, so that, to me, they're a surprising team. I thought they would, I didn't think they would be like a top of the East type of uh, team, but I thought they would be off to a better start than they are. Um, so I would say, yeah, for me, the Wizards is another team. Um, that's a bit of a surprise so far. Yeah, Scott Brooks not really a good coach. I, mean, I don't know why he's still there, why they hired him in the first place. Scott Brooks not a really good coach. And uh, it's going to get to the point where you got to trade Bradley Bale. Yeah. He either entered his prime or he's in his prime right now. Either or. He can't he, he can't afford to you know, waste his prime years on the Wizards. So, you know, I might have forced a, 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 uh, a trade to somebody, you know, due to the Knicks. Never know. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope, I hope uh, Leon Rose is listening. Cause, um, yeah, yeah. I would offer Bobby Barrett. Mitchell Robinson, whoever they want <laughs> for Bradley Bill. I'm not, I'm not giving up Mitch. Oh, man. RG Barry, Kevin Knox, Frank. Hey, you know, Smith. Picks, you know, they're going to want it. They're going to want a player to whoever um, they trade him to. They're going to want a player to that seems like they have some potential, like star potential and they're gonna want some draft compensation so you may be able to get away with uh like the rj barrett thing right he can't shoot but the jury's still out on him because this is only yeah. a second season so you could get away with selling him as you know he still has that star potential and then you don't draft compensation but i i think uh canada he's always speaking on this and i would agree is the knicks they need to uh get the, the right type of players, more athletic players. You know, they always seem to get these guys that's one-dimensional, not as athletic. Um, but getting back to Bradley Bill, um, yeah, I would agree. They, I think they're reaching that point where they're going to have to trade them. Um, and then if I do that, if I'm them, then i, I got to move Westbrook too, right? If I can. I don't know who's taking that contract, but who I keep him around. Right. I would think I think I heard before the season that the Nets even tried. I don't I mean I think the Nets tried to give him that same James Harden package. The Tavis Levert, Dinwiddie, um Allen package. Now if you think about it, if if that if they turn that down, there's no way they're gonna take Kevin Knox, RJ Barrett, right. and Dennis Smith Jr. You know. <laughs> but I think I think they're gonna hang they're gonna try to hang on the bill. I think I think again Westbrook will probably be on the move again. I don't know what you could get for him or who's gonna take him. They gotta have to find you gonna laugh? They actually have to find a team like the Knicks that's willing to take him. But just to dump his salary for picks or something, like the Knicks might take him for like a year or something just so they could get like restock on number one draft, you know, first round picks or something. Yeah. Which is not a bad idea. Yeah, Wizards first round pick is gonna be a lottery pick. Yeah, I would do that if I'm in you, at the very least, Westbrook is a star, right? Yeah. 
he's, he's not necessarily a what you would call a winning player in terms of leading you to a championship or anything like that. But at the very least, he, he provides some type of star power. Uh, I don't want him, per se, on the Knicks, but if they were to get some draft compensation, I, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, you figure for the money, you, you send back some contracts that match up. I think he's, how many years he got? Maybe like three years left? He's got a few. That's what made it difficult to, to trade him to begin with. That's why kind of him and Wall were that's the only market they had for each other, those two teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you know, if it's three years, I might take If it's longer than three years, I don't think I would do it because teams seem like they're willing to trade for a guy in that last year, so you really only would have to keep him two. But if it's if it's like four or five years, I don't, I don't think I would do it because you're pretty much hamstringing the franchise, even with the picks for years. And he was saying players don't seem to like to play with him, and he don't seem like he's like the type of guy that makes other guys better. He seems like he, he, he gets his numbers, basically, yeah. He, he, I mean, he, out there, he, he plays hard, but he's got to do it his way and he gets his numbers and stuff. I think they're going to have to, I agree with Theo, I think they're going to have to do a complete gut job and uh, build. Unfortunately, it's going to be uh, a casualty of it. That's the only way they're going to be able to completely rebuild. Well, an interesting thing, you know, we're a team, a perfect team. That it, it sounds terrible for Bill, but that would be good for Washington. Okay, see. City. Yep. Okay, yeah, all those picks. Yeah. <laughs> blow some of those picks and send them yeah, over. They, they got the cap space too, because they don't have nobody on that team other than like Al Horford making money. So you go out there and you trade them to OKC and get you three first round picks. And you know, or something. Yeah, if, if I'm if I'm them, I would do it. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the only way OKC is Nobody's gonna sign with OKC, so they're gonna have to either oh. drive really well oh. or trade. Yeah, somebody. right. I think Bill will, will probably prefer to go to a contending team at this point in his career. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. Okay, see, is that is that team? <laughs> but, you know, but you never know. You know, you never know. You I would know, say so, okay. a team where he would fit in and probably prefer to go. Um, and I don't know. Did he? Does Bill have like a no trade clause or anything in his contract? I don't think so. No. So I could easily see him ended up on the OKC, but a team I think he would probably prefer to go to would be like the Miami Heat. Oh, yeah. And you get rid of Duncan Robinson, maybe. Tyler. And by throwing in Tyler Hero, right? Got to work. I, I, you have uh, Bam, Butler, and, and Bradley Bill. It's like I, I your got big three. I got a better one. I got a better one. Would you do that deal? Or would you take Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, Bowl, 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 and a pick? Because they're young. I would take those dudes. I'd take Michael Porter Jr., and what's it, man? Gary Harris. You got a two and a three, or whatever. You still got Russell Westbrook, not or whatever. But I think I would take those guys over Duncan. And Duncan, no defense. Tyler Hero, no defense. So they both gonna score points, but they gonna give up just as much as they score. I think Duncan is a. He's a. Is he a free agent? Duncan this summer? Yeah, I I I think, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, they got if you want, yeah, whoever. Uh, Trades for him if he is involved in the trade, you're gonna have to pay him. Um, so that's one thing to consider. I would probably, if I'm them, not 
I don't know if I'm the Wizards. Michael Porter Jr., I like him. The guy has potential. But I don't know if he, I'm still, can he stay on the court? It's always, it seems like it's always something with him where, he, where he's not on the court. Um, yeah. All I think he has some ability. I wonder why Denver doesn't play him as much, so that may scare me off a little bit. Is it something they, they see where they're not giving him the minutes? Gary Harris, I like him, but he's another guy that, for some reason, is always out. Um, with some type of he's not anything major, but he's always injured or something. Um, but yeah, they, just got intercepted again. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, how, how about um, Bill going to the Mavericks with Luca? Trade Tim Hardaway, couple some pieces, you know, some draft picks. You never, you never know. They, 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 GMs, uh, I mean, they, you're right. They do. They, I mean, if you give them Tim Hardaway and like Josh Richardson and something else, those mm-hmm. guys that's good. Hands, they, picks. they could help out a lot. The only problem with them in terms of their picks is remember, they, in the Porzingis trade, they gave up their two first rounders. So they gave up 2020, right. 2023 because you can't trade first rounders in consecutive yeah. years. So, right, right. They wouldn't they be able to send the rules in 2025 and 2027. Do I want return for Bradley Bill in 2025 <laughs> and 2027? When he's out of the league or something? <laughs> Probably not. You know? Bradley Bill will be 38 at the time he gets there. Yeah, I want to cash in on, on Bill before 2025, you know? Is that they couldn't send any other picks until then. Right. So, I believe we talk a lot about yeah for 2025 because they gave the Knicks their this year's pick 2021 and 2023. Yeah, that yeah, it, it's gonna be tough to deal with him. Plus, I think with a player like him, you gotta get somebody who has quote unquote star potential. Whether they reach that potential or not, who knows? But that's what makes let's say a Porter Junior appealing to them because he he could be a star. RJ Barrett could be a star. Who knows? The jury's still out on these guys. If, if Tim Hardaway Jr., we, we know what he is already. You know, if, if, I'm team now, if, if I'm a team now, the teams I'm looking to make deals with is Charlotte and Atlanta. Let me tell you why. If I could go out there and get somebody to give me Hunter and Cam Reddish, exactly. Yeah, give me Hunter and Cam Reddish or get somebody to give me. Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball, that deal will be done. You know you're not getting LaMelo, they, <laughs> but they may give you yeah, that. Ain't happening. Right? <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, they may give that's you Andre Graham at, that's, at this point. Yeah, but yeah, wow. I don't think they're giving you LaMelo, that's true. And Graham averaged 18 last year. Uh, well, you only averaged 10 this year, but we know why. Um, oh, yeah, he's a good time with LaMelo, Rozier, right? They got, they got too many guards now. Uh, point guards, that is. Yeah, that, I mean, that's two guys that can't play together, so they could never trade for Rozier because you can imagine Rozier and Russell Westbrook in the backcourt. And they got Malik Monk, um, right? Who doesn't get off the bench? And I think Malik Monk has talent, you know? Yeah. So there's there's players there. But I would look to the teams that, that got good young talent or whatever. I mean, even, I mean, I, I'm not, looking at the Knicks, I'm not trading top in a way without giving them a chance to see what he could really do, so. I will tell you this. I mean, and I think me and Theo, we we discussed this offline. It comes up to Julius Randle. I mean, realistically, 
the way he's playing now, I mean, here's the question. Do you want to keep him? Is he an all-star? Do you want to trade him? Because here's the thing. I don't think he'll never have a greater value than what he has right now. Like, as far as, like, his trade value, if you consider it, is not, he's not going to be more than what he is right now. But, I think we could. Or do you plan, is he a long-term piece or, or what? See, I think what the Knicks problem is, is we, we haven't fully committed to anything yet. Either we're going to fully commit to a rebuild, meaning in that scenario, you get rid of Randall, um, you put the keys in, let's say, RJ Barrett's hands, topping quickly. You play those guys, right? Mitchell Robinson. But as long as you keep picking up Alec Burks, and Burke was having a you know a good year before he got hurt, averaging 20 a game. Yeah. But as long as you keep picking up those type of guys and you kind of in the middle of what you're trying to do. And I can understand why they did it because Thibs, right? Thibs, he, he wants to win. Thibs is not about wait until two years for RJ Barrett to maybe be a star. He wants to win now. Then I get that because it, it helps build the culture there. But I think you, you have to decide which route you're going. If you're going the route of Randall's playing well, we need to keep him. I don't know why you drafted Toppin then if, if, if you go that route. And if you keep Randall, let's say, then you have to start thinking about moving some of these young pieces, whoever you can move to get hopefully a Bradley Bill or somebody else that's a a veteran, right? You can't you can't have Randall there um, playing with RJ Barrett eating touches away from all these guys, right? Alfred Payton, right? Eating touches away from these guys quickly. He's eating minutes away from quickly. Yeah, that's true. I think that's the first thing they have to do is decide which route they want to go. If you decide to build from scratch, that is rebuild, which I thought they were doing, and I think you trade Randall. If you think, all right, we got Thibs, Thibs is impatient, and I think you got to move these guys and try to get um, not an old team where you got to all of a sudden wake up and become the oldest team in the league, but then you start looking at a guy like, let's say, DeMar DeRozan, right? Yeah. Keep Randall and DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, right? You start looking at those type of guys. Um, But they got to make a decision. Are you going to rebuild completely and go with the young guys, let them get the bulk of the minutes? Or are you going to uh, go the route of trying to build something with Randall as your focal point and bring in some other veterans, Bill, whoever, whoever the case may be, to go along with them? Rim's been great. He's been great. Um, the question is, do you hold on to him until the All-Star break to see if he can create more value? Right now, he's, he's playing good, maybe because he's playing with, with a, uh, a better coach. Like the previous coach we had before, he was a good coach. He's playing within the system. He's not forcing any shots. Unlike last year, you know, he's very, uh, he's facilitating more. I mean, and also, he, he's, our best, he's our best forward as far as like a guy who who get buckets in time of need. Um, that being said, you're going to trade Randall. I'd rather trade Randall to uh, free up uh, more money for a salary cap more than, I guess, uh, the draft pick because next year's draft is pretty good. I mean, next year's uh, free agency is pretty good. So, well, you never know. I mean, like guys like Kawhi Leonard is out there. 
you know, saying Clippers is not working out right now. Kawhi Leonard never know how Kawhi feels, you know. Going back home, probably, probably wasn't a good idea. But next year's draft class is pretty good. But uh, if I want to feel Randall, it's going to free up more money for us to cap to get a big time free agent. Like, I'm not saying uh, Kawhi would uh, want to play with Randall per se. But if I am Kawhi, I'd rather play with Randall than Obi Toppin. And it's nothing against Toppin, it's just that Randall is a vet, right? So he's mm-hmm. somewhat, right? He's 26 years old, he's proven himself in the league. Um, so those guys aren't going to be, I don't think, looking to go to a team like the Knicks. The Knicks could potentially, I think, in free agency get, um, like if you move on from Randall and you want another big, you could maybe get uh, like a John Collins, let's say. Or do you uh, want John Collins? Do you want him and Obi Toppin, right? He he's a very John Collins type of um, big. So that's the thing that you start looking at Mitch too. Is we always throw Mitch in there as like an untouchable. But what about let's say you say all right, we're going to move on from Mitch and some type of bigger package for Bradley Bill or whatever the case may be. And then now you have Obi Toppin, and you go out and sign uh, John Collins as your as your two bigs. Because no, hardly anybody is running with with huge bigs these days anyway. So John Collins being six nine six ten, along with Obi Toppin being six nine six ten, isn't the end of the world. You know how many huge bigs are you going against? But I think they just have to commit to to um, either full rebuild. Or commit to trying to win now. This in between is killing him. I think Randall, he it has the makings on the wall with Randall playing this well to be the next uh, the guy we got rid of, Marcus Mars from last year. This smells like th- that for Randall, except we may get a little bit more than a late first rounder for him. But what about let's say uh, what if a team like uh, the Sacramento Kings call you and they say, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll give you Marvin Bagley for Randall. Like, Marvin Bagley isn't panning out too well over there. They don't do seem right to too much about him. I would do that. I would do yeah, that. Buddy, Hill, dude. buddy I'd, rather have, I'd rather Buddy Hill over Bagley any day. That's another guy we need shooting, right? Buddy, if they right. come, right? Or would you call them up? And say, give me Buddy Hill for for Julius Randle. They may do it because they they like uh, the guy they just drafted, right? Um, yep. So they may Fox, right? Halliburton, right? So they may be willing to do it. I don't think they, I think they want Bill out of there. It seems like they want Bagley out of there too. Yeah, um, I, I think those guys they should. That, that's the only thing that kind of frustrates me about the Knicks because. There's always those type of guys available, but you will never know. But I just feel like they don't make those type of calls where they're not out actually actually pursuing these guys. They're more so like waiting for people to come to them or trying to get this just get this one big player. When more than likely those guys ain't going to no teams to just be there by themselves. They have to. I think the Nets to me was the the perfect example of how the Knicks need to go about rebuilding their team the Nets when they got um, the point guard from LA what's his name again uh, who's now in Minnesota D'Angelo Russell yeah when they got Russell the Lakers were giving Russell away right so they brought in Russell who did they who, who did they even trade for Russell the Nets can't even remember you know what they, they gave him nothing yeah 
They gave up nothing, right? So <clears throat> they gave up nothing, got Russell. Then next thing you know, they took a fly, end up with Dinwiddie, Karis Levert. And they, they built a team that was up and coming that made it attractive. Until the team is up and coming and somewhat attractive, none of these big name players are gone there. So they can forget trying to land these these already made superstars. They got to build a team to be attractive. And then you try to, if anything, chase big fish. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not even a huge fan of, of uh, chasing big fish. Um, just build a team for once. We got Thibs, I think, which is good. I think he'll solidify the coaching spot because we've been going through. We had Jeff Hornacek, Derek Fisher. David Fisdale. So I think finally we're out of that mode where I think Thibs will be there for a little while. I think the uh, Leon Rose, I think, will be there for a little while. At the, the president spot, GM spot. Um, I'm not sure Scott Perry will be there for a little while, right at the GM spot. He's probably, you know, on his way out. Um, but <clears throat> I think we have some management that's going to be there for a while to build a foundation. Now we need some players that's kind of gonna be a foundation, I think. And we gotta uh, make a decision. How are we gonna build the team from scratch or go with the vets? I would personally build it from scratch. Yeah. Would you guys trade Randall for Zach Levine? Yeah. Yeah, I would do it tonight. (laughs) I'll fly him out there myself. I might do it for Mark. if they aren't willing to give up Levine, I might go for marketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, nice but, but you're right, Theo. To me, that's the type of guys who I think we need to target. Yeah. Zach Levine is kind of, he, he's, he's an all, I would say, yeah. but he's not, he's underrated, I would say. He's not being considered a superstar because he doesn't have the resume, I would say. But that's the type of guys we need to look at. Even though uh, this guy, isn't fully back to form, I think Victor Oladipo, right? Those talks where we were kind of sort of flirting with them or he was flirting with us, asking players, can we trade for him? And I may take a flyer on him. Um, You can't tell me right now, Victor Oladipo on on one and a half legs, and I I like R.J. Barrett, but he's better than R.J. Barrett right now. I mean, you know what it is? He's down the shot from outside. Um, Yeah. Buddy Hill, you brought him up. I think those are the type of guys we need to bring in. Right. And they all the right age, too, so the timeline's right. So even with the young guys, the young guys might be 21. These guys might be 24, 25. So when the younger guys get better, these guys are not over the hill or you got to get rid of them. So they all they all could get better together. I would actually, to be honest with you, even uh, I, I may be willing to give up. I'd give you R.J. Barrett. For for uh for this guy on the Bulls, Levine. I don't think they would. Do it. You bring in Levine. Need <laughs> RJ Barrett. I don't think they would do it. <laughs> I think I think you know what I think if you gave him you know you alive. one of those Dallas picks because RJ Barrett. He I, I think the guy has a lot of potential, but uh and he still you can sell him as he's a up and coming right. He has that superstar, quote-unquote, potential. So I think Chicago may be, may be willing to do it. You know what? So you, are, 
I don't think they they don't seem to value Levine that much, to be honest with you. Nah, I think you know what I like. You know the thing that uh, what, what gets me with RJ Barrett is is that he reminds me of a guy that always played with small guys. So he's used to going to million people playing bully ball, but you playing in the man's league now. You can't do that. Like no, no. You watch an NBA game. How many people you see dribbling inside the paint? Trying to shoulder people down to the basket. Charles Barkley ain't here no more. <laughs> You're not big enough to do that. Think about it this way. Even Zion Williamson, you don't see him dribbling in the paint. He'll make one dribble and then he'll try to make a move. So RJ's thing is that is that he, he's got to get used to He's got to be able to handle that. He's got to knock down shots, but he's got to handle that ball and he's got to make better decisions. Some nights, I'll tell you, some nights he plays really, really well. Like you'll watch him. And depending on what the matchups are and stuff, he'll he'll take he'll make good decisions. He'll be beating people off the dribble, getting to the front of the rim. And then when he plays against guys that's a little better, they're like, you know, we're gonna basically show you what it is to be Andrew Wiggins light. I think the problem with him too is uh with Barrett is um it's the way he's being used. The guy is more of a slasher slash playmaker. Yeah, using him as a spot-up shooter. RJ Barrett haven't taken this many jump shots probably since he was in junior high school. When's the last time you see RJ Barrett taking all these threes? You know, right. Duke. I don't know. If, I don't think he took one a game at Duke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So now he's taking three, four, five, three pointers a game as a guy who can't shoot because he's we're putting him in the corner the same way. Uh, PG-13, right, was saying that Doc Rivers had him playing Ray Allen type of role. <laughs> you know, we're using a guy who can't shoot and R.J. Barrett as 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 a spot-up shooter. So that's part of the problem, too, is you got to put the ball in his hands. He should be the one, if you're considering, a, considering him a franchise like Cornerstone, you got to put the ball in his hands. What other Cornerstone player, young player, hasn't had the ball in his hands when he came into the league like this. You look at John Moran, Trey Young, you go down the list. All these guys have the ball in their hands. Imagine John Moran can't shoot that well either. No. You just wouldn't know it because the ball is in his hands and he's able to slash and do what his strengths are. We're highlighting R.J. Barrett's weakness by putting the ball in Randall's hands to be the playmaker. You know, you know the crazy thing about about that whole thing when you watch it is that drafting guys like Quigley and bringing in Austin Rivers really didn't help his cause because when you watch the game, the reason those guys are effective is because they handle the ball real well. So listen, so Quigley he can shoot, but you'll never be able to push up on him because he could blow past you at any given second. Same thing with Austin Rivers. I watch Austin Rivers have times where it looked like he wasn't gonna be able to get the shot throw the ball between his legs a couple of times, make a move, and get a shot. Barrett is just not at that point yet. Like, you get there, but I was even watching, i tell you the truth, it sounds crazy. I think Toppin might handle the ball better than Barrett. The one thing I'd say about Barrett in this, since uh, watching him from high school, is the guy, um, he, he's, uh, he comes across as a guy that has a desire to be great. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, he puts in the work, and you don't get that. Some of these other guys have the opposite problem, where they got all the talent in the world, could jump out of the gym, 
and everything else, but they, they don't have that mentality. Whereas Barrett, when you look at him, like they always say, you can't tell whether he got 30 points or five points. No. Because the mood doesn't change. He doesn't get too high on himself or too low. And I like that about him. You know, especially as a young player, you don't see too many too many young vets like that. Yeah, I, 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 listen, I, I like I like I like him. I just think that we should think that hopefully with the new management they'll talk they'll talk to him because it's really only a few things. Like it really it comes down to learning how to handle handle better and shoot better. If he could do that, and I mean he don't have to become Steph Curry with the shot or anything like that. Just be you just gotta make an open one. Open, you gotta be able to make an open shot, and you gotta be able to handle the ball well enough to make a move to get an open shot at the basket. Everything can be a tough shot. Like he make, he tell, he's got way too many tough shots. That's where you know you get a point guard in there with him. Let's say, um, will help his game out dramatically. Either that, or you let him be one of the primary ball handlers. I would like to see him in a pick and roll with Mitch occasionally. Instead, I see Julius Randle on the on the block, you know, bumping and grinding. Um, or I see him on the perimeter running pick and roll with, with Alfred Payton. I would like to see your two cornerstones that you claim right now, your cornerstones, in in pick and roll. Heavy pick and roll with RJ Barrett and Mitch. Is what I want to see. You're going to laugh? I'm going to bring up a theory. When you go to Duke, Duke expects players to go there and to be ready for ready play players, turnkeys, to go in there and play. You don't go to Duke and learn how to play basketball. But when you look at people, I'm going to compare them to, like, say, Karis LeVert. You ever notice that all of those Michigan dudes from Karis LeVert to Tim Hardaway to Stauskas to the Duncan Robinson, all of them, it seems like they must have a superior shooting coach or guys that can handle the ball. So a lot of times it comes down to the colleges and stuff you go to too because it looks like Michigan, at least for basketball, puts out really good twos and threes. Like all of their guys seem to be able to shoot or handle the ball and different things like that. Like with Audrey Barrett, I don't think uh, people... They don't develop players that do. I didn't know he couldn't shoot. You know, at least this bad. It's like he was taking one or two threes a game at Duke and Montverde. Yeah. He comes, he's a spot up shooter. You know, he's getting exposed a little bit. So hopefully uh, he continues to work on his game. Yeah. Is Ajay Bad a small forward or two guard? I mean, ideally, I think if he could shoot and handle, he should be a two-guard. Because you think about it, Kyrus LeVert is really a two-guard. And they they literally almost the same size. But because he can't dribble the ball that well or shoot, he has to be a three right now. I would like to... I think he's a, a two, but I would actually like to see the Knicks put him at the three. And the reason why... I think you probably just nailed it, Kenyatta, is the reason why... Because I think we can get another guard at the two, let's say. Like, I could, I, I think he, going back, I think he probably could play with a guy like Levine, right? Where you let Levine be one of the primary ball handlers, right? And occasionally do pick and rolls or something like that with RJ, letting them slash. 
<clears throat> but I would like him at the three just for the reasons you just mentioned. He can't really knock down the outside shot. He's strong, right? So he's not like a liability in terms of you being able to post him up constantly as a as a three. Um, but I think the Knicks could use a, another ball handle out on that court, somebody who could break a defense down, which is why I was so excited about the Austin Rivers signing. Because I'm like, the guy who could get his own shot, quickly could get his own shot. Right now, quickly is kind of, seems like he's regressing a little, but I think that's due to him being, you know, missing game action with that hip injury. Right. Yeah. I can see uh, I can see RJ playing the two or the three, but I would like to see him play the three at the moment, just so we could get another ball handle on the court. Thing is, going back to that, that's probably why we're missing Alec Burke so much too, right? Is Alec mm-hmm. Burke actually a guy who could get his own shot a little bit and knock down an outside shot? Right. Yeah, that that might explain like the recent drop, the recent drop too, without him. Yeah, he was a guy who could create his own shot and definitely the most consistent knocking down the shot from outside. So, I want to talk about the Nets for a little bit. It, it, I would just tell you this. I think um, the Nets, when you look at it, it's, it's turning into, I think, Theo, we, 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 we talked about it offline. It's um, the Kyrie Irving knucklehead show. So I think that for one thing, the, the bubble nets look good when they play without without Kyrie and KD. Sometimes you look out there, you, Kyrie's taking shots that probably should go to KD, and 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 wasn't really overdoing it. So I think that I'm not necessarily disappointed in the Nets yet because they're still coming back from injury and they're still meshing. But this is I I can see if if, if they don't straighten this whole Kyrie situation out I can see them having a lot of issues throughout the season yeah because already I've seen a couple of times when they were on the court together KD and Kyrie with it where they didn't like mesh well and it's usually it seems like KD is kind of like probably telling them like you know you need to pass that ball a little bit right Or, or slow down a little bit that's one thing like with KD when he went to Golden State I think he became accustomed to the ball movement and stuff like that. And plus, I don't think, uh, at least it didn't come across, like Steph's personality was like to, to try to outshine KD. It was it came across, at least to the public eye, as being like more welcoming, right? I know he had that issue with Draymond Green, where Green was kind of like, you ain't a part of this. But I don't think Steph um, had that issue. So I think KD... Like, they had no problems in those finals going to KD to be the man down the stretch in Golden State. Kyrie, on the other hand, now on the Nets, I don't know if he's willing to do that. I could easily see this thing falling apart where next thing you know, two years from now, one of those two aren't on the Nets anymore and Kyrie is running around making LeBron James type of comments about KD. You know, so I think... uh, I think they got to get him under control. If there's one guy who I hope can get him under control is KD, considering they were supposedly boys. Um, but like you said, I'm not too concerned because they're still gelling as a team. But um, I think Kyrie, his leadership, he's showing himself um, a little bit in that leadership department where it's questionable. Um, and I think he had these issues in Cleveland um, as a leader or lack thereof, same thing in Boston. 
And it's already the same thing when he originally got to the Nets, even before KD ever suited up. He was making these comments saying we need more help and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like I remember some of the some of the guys saying, "Well, that's what you that's what you're there for, right? You're the additional help." This was a playoff team before you got here. Now they're adding you. That's what you're supposed to be the, the help. Um, so I think he's got to slow down with some of that stuff. Then he missed the game, um, and then made the comments. Allegedly, he missed the game because he, he didn't want to play, and then ended up missing another game. I think. So I think yeah, they gotta they gotta rein him in a little bit. I don't know if that's possible, but overall. Okay. Concerned about him yet? KD got to rein him in, but the right issue with the Nets really is they little damn defense. <laughs> they give them, give them what 120. They're playing game when a lot of Hawks are scoring 120 yeah. back to back games. You know, you playing other 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 team. They score well over 100 points, but you know, they got more issues than Kyrie. He's just he's just a bigger issue than. Yeah, for the team, I should say, but they can't they gotta make them defense, man. They guys play no defense at all. Including KD. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's you don't you would never say that, right? That KD actually you know who it looks like plays that you know live Joe Harris looks like he played defense. And it's yeah, like, he, 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 right. I think they missed Spencer I really think they missed Spencer Demwitty already. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> coaches Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll cut you off, my man. But coaching staff, who played defense? Nash. He played defense <laughs> when he was a pro. Dan Tony. They got, they got Jock. Amari. Yeah, none of the guys. <laughs> none of the guys. Who took the defense? <laughs> 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 the whole staff of non-defenders. Good boys. It's hilarious, man. That's a good point. Yeah, they they they, they, got, they not they don't have nobody noted for defense on that staff. There. Right. That's the issue. KD tried to play defense, Terry Rozier, right? <laughs> you know? Right. Now he yeah, yeah, for the rest of the year after that dunk. <laughs> you know? Oh man. But I trust KD a little bit more right now, I would say, than, than Kyrie. Of course. <laughs> I think uh, I think for whatever reason, maybe it's it's probably his contract, but it seems like they're looking to Potentially move Jared Allen, I think, because they don't maybe yeah, they don't want to pay him. Yeah, but I think he plays solid defense. Yeah, uh, so he's another guy. DeAndre Jordan is supposed to be a defender. That's his main reason. <laughs> he's think, on the court. I think Theo called it on him. I think DeAndre Jordan might be past his prime right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done. How many years does he have left? No, this is it for DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre oh, Jordan is like on a one every. He's on a year by year deal. Huh? Yeah, so you might want to pay Jared Allen. So <laughs> what you want to do is let him walk, and then DeAndre Jordan is 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 the new Tyson Chandler, right? He's serviceable. Right. Well, he really should, right. You know, he shouldn't be logging heavy minutes. Now you don't let uh, this guy walk out of the door too because you didn't want to pay him, Allen. So they better be careful. They they got a lot of decisions to make in general. Because uh Dinwiddie is a guy, um, I think in order for him to be himself, he needs the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. He can shoot a little bit, but he's a playmaker. I think Levert can play off the ball a little better. Yeah. Um 
even though he can play on the ball too, Levert. But I think uh, Dinwiddie needs the ball. So whenever he's out there with Kyrie, it gets a little weird because Dinwiddie's just standing around looking. So what do you do with Dinwiddie, assuming he comes back um, and he's healthy enough where he's pretty much the same player? Because he never was an explosive athlete. Plus, I want to say Dinwiddie may have torn an ACL in college too, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I think he tore, tore an ACL in college, too. But he, he's not an explosive athlete. He's more shifty. Yeah. Right. So I think he'll be okay, hopefully. But do you keep him? They got too many guys who kind of sort of play the same way. I, I think you got to kind of keep them with it because I noticed that when he played with Kyrie, he kind of kept Kyrie in control without saying anything. Basically, what he would do is when Kyrie got out of control, he would just go up and bring the ball up. He'd take the ball. I'm running the point now. Yeah, I'm running the point now and take him off the ball. Whatever. I mean, he shouldn't have to do that, but I noticed if Kyrie went down the court and turned it over or messed up two times in a row, he wasn't bringing that ball up a third time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah, I got it. You, you could go down. Plus, what's his contract like? Because I, I know he... Oh, he's got he's got a he's got a great contract for a team that won him. He got like a real like he's got like three years left for thirty million or something like real team friendly deal. No, yeah. If it is, then yeah, they better keep him if he has that many years left. Because I know he had that weird thing where he was trying to which the league Bitcoin. kind of stopped him right where he was trying to do like the Bitcoin thing with yeah. his contract. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he's trying to make his stuff a stock optimum or something, remember? Yeah, that's why. This is next free agency because there's no way we're trying to plan that now for two, three years down the line. Well, I know he just signed a new, new, um, with a new agent after he tore his ACL or something. So I think it's. I think he may be. I don't know if it's this summer, but he may be up soon. So do you pay him? Do you pay Levert? Got a he just got an extension. Levert. Yeah, he got he got, he got right cheap because he was injury prone. Levert, right? They got him right after he dislocated his ankle or whatever that was. You want to hit the, the security? You want to hit an ongoing joke? The ongoing joke in my house. The ongoing joke in my house is that everybody should be happy as long as they don't get a Kyle Kuzma contract. Kyle Kuzma mm. got the worst deal out of any of those young people ever. Everybody got everybody got 15, 16, 14, 4 or 5 years. Kyle Kuzma got got listen the same thing like Robin Lopez or something. 3 years for 30 or something. Yeah, 3 years for 30 or something like that, right? Yeah, he got the worst deal out of anybody. And the crazy thing is he probably won't even live out that contract on the Lakers cuz LeBron won't trade him after this season if he make it through this season. Look, LeBron gonna have him traded for another veteran. Uh, then what he's a free agent not this year but next year, and his deal is only three years for thirty-four million. So, so yeah. you think about it, they're gonna have to make a decision on him because yeah, yeah, Joe, uh, Joe Harris eighty million. Yeah, you gave even though his contract isn't that bad, but you just gave Levert I think three years for like forty-five or something, fifteen per, which is yeah. good. I think that's a team-friendly deal. Yeah, um, we got KD, uh, KD's contract, Kyrie's contract. Now, yeah. you pay Dinwiddie. Um, Allen seems like the odd man out. 
I think you let DeAndre Jordan go and find out how good Nick Claxton could be because he wasn't too bad last year when he got to play. So DeAndre Jordan might be the odd man out. You know DeAndre Jordan don't start no more. He, he lost his starting job already to to um to Jared Allen. So, so it's one of those things, yeah. Huh? They they're gonna have some decisions to make, but I guess it's a good problem to have in terms of. Uh, having enough talent where you're trying to figure out who you want to keep and who you're going to pay. Whereas yeah. we have the op opposite problem over there is not enough talent. Because you figure, you put a guy like, let's say, Dinwiddie on the Knicks, the Knicks, to me, are, are a completely different team. Oh, yeah, that would change the team. Definitely. Because the guy, he, he could get into the paint and cause havoc. He could create. Yep. Guys will get open shots. Slashes will be good. It'll be good. It'll be, yeah. So like, put it this way, when people were talking about it, I know people didn't want him because of his age, but if Chris Paul would have went to the Knicks, the Knicks would have listened, the Knicks would have been able to listen to, to compete a lot more. Uh, we got the Cleveland's up 35 to 10 going into halftime. <laughs> and don't be surprised. Tomlin, you know, firing. Even though I don't think he deserves it, you know, it's just... African American coach who I've been working yeah. in a few years, you know, that clock is ticking. Yeah, that's true. Hey, so just moving on to baseball, whatever, what's going on with the Yankees and DJ LeMay? You know? I mean, the longer it takes, the more I think that we're not going to get them back. Yeah, it's, it's it, seems, it seems that way. Yeah, reaching that territory where it's a little strange. Um, yeah. I would like to get him back, but how much do you pay him? That's, I, mean, <laughs> I guess that's apparently what the Yankees are trying to figure out, too. How much does he actually work? I think the issue with the Yankees is, is the Suns are just damn cheap, but they money. I like they dad. They're just cheap. Yeah. That's what it is, man. And you don't want to lose a LaMeo to the Dodgers or some team like that. That's what's going to happen. You can't get Lindor. Lindor is in. Is a queen with the Mets, so right now they seem like they're all in, all, all in on DJ LeMay. But you know, if you could be cheap and play all ball, you're gonna bounce, go to Dodgers and get his money. Then what? Who's who's plan C? Think, plan B, plan B is what was Lindor until he got traded to the Mets. I think uh, the Yankees have a bunch of those like utility type of guys can play a bunch of positions and. And I think that's where LeMayu falls in, which is good. But at the same time, uh, I don't think like what LeMayu brings in terms of that ability to play multiple positions and stuff is good. But I, I think that money would be probably uh, better well spent on pitching again. Granted, we just went out and got this guy last year for you know three hundred million, whatever it was, three hundred fifty million. But yeah. I still. Think we need more starting pitching. The whole middle relief thing. We got good middle relievers, this that. But I think we we need more pitching. I think. Um, so you got so you got so you got to you got to sign uh, Lemayo. So who go who go and play uh, defense? Because you know uh, Lebo is not a good defensive player. You can't play shortstop. I, I think you're right. I think the Lemayo's value is on the defensive end. But I do think that I do think that the Yankees, offensively, I wouldn't even count them because they got a better offensive player that they're not even giving a chance right now, or just as good. 
Remember, people forgot Miguel Andujar led the league in doubles, had 28 home runs. He was the rookie of the year, not not um not the shortstop. Miguel Andujar's problem was that he was making too many. He had 13 errors. Yeah, right, you know, can't fail. Yeah, so the defense is the issue. They got the bat. The bat is there. They don't have to replace that much. It's just it's just tough. I mean, DJ, how old is DJ LeMayo too? Like, I, I couldn't. I would pay him his money. I would definitely give him his money and want to keep him. But it comes down to I think that's what counts too. Like these ten year deals that people try to get and all that stuff. Yeah. I think that stuff is over with. Mm. And um, he could probably he could probably blame part of this on COVID because they. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That's the problem with part of the problem is yeah, Lemay is 32 years old. You're 32 years old. You can't get longer than a four to five year deal. Yeah, you're not getting a 10 year deal. I hope not at 32 years old. No, they, no. they already got one of those. Giallo Stanton, he'll be there until he's 42 or something like that. Yeah, he's so, coming out of salary cap right there. <laughs> exactly. Like, I would give, I personally, I think LeMail's good for about four, 400 if he would take that. I, for some reason, I think he's thinking like six for 200 or something crazy like that. That's not going to happen. I mean, I don't think, but the thing is, is I don't think nobody's going to give him that deal. I think that maybe mm-hmm. he might do something stupid like a lot of these other players where he takes a one-year deal from somebody and tries to re-enter free agency. I, I can't say I know too many times where that actually worked for the player. Where they wish him took a one-year deal and then came back out and got a huge, bigger contract. Yeah, not in, not in baseball, you know. No. I've seen it, that strategy work out too well. I, I got a strange scenario. I don't know if he signed yet. If LeMayo goes, do you bring back Didi? Because he's a free agent. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, it might be that. Exactly, right? You play Andrew and Didi, you got the bat and the glove, and then they call it a day. <laughs> yeah, it might be a good, you know, stopgap until they find a, a longer-term yeah, solution. I, I, yeah. I want to keep Didi in the first place. Yeah. I didn't want Didi to go. But you bring him back, why not? You know, he got Trevor Bauer for pitching? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Do you, do you guys keep uh, Tanaka? Uh, we walk with Tanaka? What are we going to do? I think you're right. I think we, it might be might be time. Yeah, I think we need more. I think we need more starting pitching. Yeah, Severino is not healthy. Yeah, he, he's been you know unhealthy the last season or two, Severino. Mm-hmm. Right now, Didi's so. only got a one-year offer on the table, that qualifying offer for one year for 18.9. I signed Didi three for 60. Call it a day. I'll do it. Three for 60. I agree, I'll do it. Though. I mean, put that money towards pitching or something, that would probably be the better move. What is LeMayu reportedly looking for in terms of contract? I know it's over 25. It's over 25, and I think it's more than like five years. So he wants a five-year Five year deal for like between 25 and 30 million. That's a lot. I think five for 150. I don't know if that's happening, though. His age is the issue. Yeah. This is age. If he was 28, they would have did it already. Right. 32. Yeah, 32, that's rough. Because don't get yeah, me we, wrong, from 32 to 35, we're going to love that deal. 
36 right. and 37 we're gonna hate that death. yeah we can't afford to have two holes on, on our on our on our team man. <laughs> exactly dragging the cap down yeah and man in order to do that deal with LeMayo, we'd have to get pitching right now and we'd have to try to win in the next two years because you know what we keep forgetting about we're gonna have to play these players how much money right. are you gonna pay Aaron Judge how much money is he gonna get Right, you still gotta pay the um even the even the um the catcher he didn't get paid yet. Mm-hmm. Neither did um neither did the the right? Glaber neither. Right? Yeah, Glaber didn't get paid. Judge didn't get paid. None of these guys got paid. Yeah, makes sense. The Yankees they had money to spend, plus as much money as they're making. Um, yeah, they're making money. They, they have the money to spend. It's just whether they want to spend it or not. Mm. I mean, I think mm. I think what they should do is should be smarter. Is that a lot of these teams? What what makes baseball tough is that they have control of the players for so long that when the players get free, they want top dollar. And I, I get that because what I would do is what the what the Indians did years ago. Remember when the Indians had Albert Bell and Kenny Lofton and all of them? They didn't make them wait to get the money. After three years, they gave them like these four or five year deals for for what seemed like a lot, but it was only a lot because it's them. If you make a seven hundred thousand, somebody's like, "Listen, I'll give you a five year deal for five million a piece." You like, yeah, yeah. Not realizing you're not getting the real money. But if they wait for the end of that, now I want twenty a million. I want fifteen a year. Yeah, you got to try to catch them early. Yeah, get them to sign early. Instead of waiting for that end. That's what the Nets did with uh, Dinwiddie, right? If you think yeah. about it. Yeah, Got well, a three-year, $30 million contract or whatever it is. Yeah, think about when Aaron Judge is going to salary arbitration. He's going to win salary arbitration. He can get a one-year deal every year for the next four, next four years for $30 million a piece in arbitration or something, $28 million a piece. Then you're going to have to sign him to a deal. It's going to be like... Eight years for three hundred and twenty million. He's gonna be the, the next Patrick Mahomes or something of baseball. But that that that's the thing. You you got to sign these guys there. I I think Lemayo might be gone. Yeah, I agree with you too. I think so. Yeah. What do you guys think of the match with that um Lindor deal? Great deal. Great, yeah, I, I you know. It was great. And they didn't really give up much either. I mean, they gave up the guy that he basically was going to replace anyway. And the prospects they gave, from what I understand, they, it was not like they were um, league-ready prospects anyway. They are very good pitching rotation. They are very yeah. good, strong lineup, you know. I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you should be happy, you know. With, uh, with you got uh, DeGrom, uh, Carrasco, the kid from uh, Toronto he got last year, the pitcher for his name right oh, now. Yeah, and then you know you get you got, you got Syndergaard who who who's very talented but up and down. But if you put it together, man, they got four very very good uh starting pitching, probably the best in baseball. And all yeah. four guys put it, put it together, very yeah. good lineup. Yeah, you could Lindo anywhere between one and three. You know, so that I mean, Mets Mets are doing good. They got an owner who's who want to spend money. I I heard that they might even bring in um George Springer. If that happens, they talk. If that happens, they talk about World Series. Point blank. Yeah, I, I like the moves the Mets are making. Okay. So but I think Springer's going to go to Toronto. Good. I think they offer more money right now, and that's been the hottest, longest rumor for going on for a while for him to make go to Toronto. But if we go to the Mets, 
let's talk about World Series. They're talking yeah. best team in New York too as well. Yeah, I think so. So, just because just as we get ready to start winding down, who do you guys have tomorrow? Alabama or Ohio State? <laughs> you know, you know what? I'm going Ohio State because Ohio State should beat them boys last season. If that if that receiver would have ran that route, that would be a touchdown. Had to beat Alabama, but he I stopped and ran the route. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, but I'm going Ohio State, man. You know, I'm going Ohio State. It's, just, it's like it's like the, it's like the Browns playing Steelers. You know, it's overdue. Time to beat them boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's time to be, so it's time for Buckeyes to beat Alabama, man. It's time. Me, me, I'm right there with you. So, guys, what's up? As we get ready to sign off, um, any final words, Kareem? You got any final words? Uh, just want to go back to the Knicks. I think we're finally improving. I think we gotta decide on which route we want to take um, in terms of a full rebuild or this. Uh, building around Julius Randle and such, the mid-age type of player. But overall, um, I'm just excited in terms of the direction we're going. With the New York teams in general, with the exception maybe of the Jets, I think the Jets have a uh, chance to get there in terms of moving in the, the right direction, depending on who they hire as coach. But yeah, I think as a fan of most New York teams, I, I like what New York is doing. Hey, Bill, what final words do you have? Uh, as a Cowboy fan, I'm happy that we have fired Mike Nolan, our coordinator. He was awful this year. But uh, hopefully we will find somebody who is not a friend of McCarthy, somebody who knows football, who's, I guess, uh, up, up to par what's going on. You know, not not outdated uh, as a coordinator. Back uh, Mike Nolan was a very outdated uh, head, uh, coach for uh, our Cowboys. And uh, rest in peace, Tom Lasorda, man. You know, he's part of my upbringing as a kid growing up. My first love was baseball. Watching him, you know, guess, you know, running the field when uh, Kirk Gibson hit that home run off uh, Eckersley against the A's many years ago. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, Tom Lasorda, man. And I just want to get a second with um, Theo said, rest in peace to Tom Lasorda. Whatever it be, Blue Dodger Blue. Something definitely rest in peace to Tom Lasorda. Again, thank you. Thank you tonight, Green. Thank you tonight, Theo. We'll say we put together another great show. Appreciate you guys. Have a great night.